Hey, just so you know, before we start this episode, we have polls now on Spotify. So if you go to the episode you're listening to right now and you click on the episode, and you scroll down, then you can see we actually have polls. You can vote in on them. We are experimenting with this. Let us know what you think. Email us at gmail.com if you have poll ideas and also vote in the polls. We really like it. All right, let's get to the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My name is Dan Heifetz, and I am joined by just Craig Quarlbeck. DK is out on vacation. He'll be back next week. Craig, we're home alone. We got no babysitter. What do you want to do? Dad's gone. Is, is the babysitter gone or is dad gone? It feels like dad's gone, and we can have ice cream for breakfast. Yeah, we're just old enough now to watch ourselves, but not, like, take care of ourselves. Yeah, now we'll finally watch Legends of the Fall and not tell him. We should, or can we just do a SpongeBob episode and all these things that he wouldn't understand? That's probably better, to be honest. All right. We're going to go through all our most add players entering week four. Here's how it works. It's not particularly complicated. DK's usually here. It's sad. But Craig and I are going to give our top players at each position and then like actual waivers. Only one of us is going to get them. We're going to settle it. Ties with the trivia tiebreaker. It's not complicated. I promise you'll figure it out as we go along. Email us trivia questions at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. Put trivia in the subject line. Make sure the answer is a number. Also, you can email us about whatever. You know, Cloyce Box and Vitamin Smith, whatever his name was. Email us whatever <laughs> you want. Also, our rankings each week, fantasyfootball.thereo.com. I'm taking over DK's waivers column at fantasyfootball.thereo.com. Oh. So we'll record this Monday afternoon. Yeah. He's gone. Boom. Replaced just like that. This is Monday afternoon. We're recording this. There are still four teams to play, two Monday Night Football games. So you can check out fantasyfootball.thereo.com and a ranking of all their waiver picks. And we can update that after Monday Night Football for a more finalized list, baby. But without further ado, Craig, running back, who is your number one running back you want entering week four, Craig? Can you imagine if I was just like Matt Breida, Giants, decent week, strong snap share? Uh, no, this is probably this is probably the biggest waiver wire addition in a long time. Devon A-Chain, who we just learned actually would prefer his last name to be pronounced A-Chan. Is that right? I think so. I think Did I get that right? The irony was that Schefter tweeted this out, but I was reading the tweet and I, I couldn't actually understand what Schefter was trying to say because, you know, it's in written form. So, yeah, for many reasons. So, yeah, I think it's Devon A. Chan. Sure. I, I don't love that, but I guess we'll go with it because it is his name. But like Jalen Waddle, remember when he was like, it's actually Waddell and everyone's like, nah, it's Waddle. 
And he's like, all right, fine. But yeah, well, it, the difference is that he waddles like a penguin in his dance. So he's kind of yeah. leading in a waddle. It's like Bijan. Bijan Robinson's name's actually Bijan. But then when you take that like Dijon mustard money and he's like a Dijon mustard company, he's like, Bijan's Dijon. Then, okay, we're going to call you Bijan. I like how Devon A. Chan waited till he got famous to, to correct people. Bobby Tanyan. Remember Robert Tanyan? Or Tanyan? We just called him Tanyan like onion. He was like, that's not my name. It's, it's Devon A. Chan. Um, do you think there's any chance? I'll just I'll just pose this to you. Do you think there's any chance that I mean, obviously he's not going to be a top five back the rest of the season. We 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 wouldn't think so. But do you think there's any chance that this is like Salvin Ahmed comes back, Jeff Wilson comes off IR, and Devon Achan kind of slinks back into like eight to ten touches a game? Or do you think this is full on full steam ahead? This is a top twenty guy. That's totally possible. I have no idea, but you have to figure it out. I, I like I honestly don't know. Like the, the reality is. We talked about this yesterday. H- he, w- he had what? 22 touches for 230 something yards, four touchdowns. Yeah. And we were joking how he had nine yards on the entire season entering this week. And now is the top five running back on the season just because he had like 51 PPR points in week three. So I don't know, but you got to figure it out. Like this just doesn't happen all the time. This was one of the seven best rookie performances ever in NFL history. So I, you get them and then you ask questions later. Yeah, and like if you're in one of those leagues where you have free agent auction money to bid on somebody like A-Chain, um, what do you think? Is this like a 75% of your budget type of guy? Is this a 100% of your budget? Some people just blow their load early and I actually respect that. And it's like, go get the guy. Usually the best waiver where guys come in the first two, three, four weeks. Normalize you're blowing your fab early. Exactly. What are you saving it for? You know, <laughs> uh, 75 to 100% of your fab, I have no problem with that. This week, I, again, I think running backs, it's always like you need a running back. A lot of people did that for Jerome Ford. And again, when we say blow it, it's like it, look at the context of your league. If your league would think it would we it's weird to spend all that money, then don't just spend a large enough chunk to get the guy. I think, yeah, it's look, it's week three. I think DK made a really good point yesterday where we almost have to throw out precedent for guys with size because we could look at how much this a chance going to take me a minute to remember. But he's like. What, 20 pounds, 30? Not really. He's like 180 pounds. We're like, who's going to goal line back? When you're this fast, everywhere is the goal line. Everywhere is like a high value touch wherever you're getting the ball. So I don't think you get caught up in how big he is or how many touches. The reality is we're looking at one of the best per touch running backs in the NFL, clearly, and in the, one of the best per touch offenses of the century. That's really what we're talking about is the Dolphins are on the short list with the greatest show on turf Rams. Someone tweeted us, called them the, uh, them the greatest show on surf. I think that's Great really name. good. Well done. Really but that's good where stuff. they're at. Yeah. Get a piece of the 2018 Chiefs, the like the 2013 Broncos, the 07 Patriots. Like that's where this, that's where this, the 18 Rams with McVeigh, like that's where this is. And the scary part about it is like the guy ahead of him, Raheem Mostert, not the healthiest guy in the world. Like there's a chance here yeah. that, that A-Chan is really the number one guy and sees the bulk of the, the touches. If, if Raheem Mostert breaks his like weird health streak that he, I think he's played like 21 straight games, Raheem Mostert, which is, by far a career record for him. So kind of the sky's the limit. All right. Showdown time for Devon H. Chan. <laughs> this is sad. You remember, you know that episode of Seinfeld when George and Elaine realized that they never hang out without Jerry in the room? <laughs> I, that's how I feel doing showdown time without DK. It's just like you and I, me yelling showdown time with like, you only staring at me. With that said, it is the Devon H. Chan showdown time. But you really didn't have the soul in that one. I kept it tight. I wanted the, the sound effect to really reverberate for people. Uh, this one's from Connor. Connor! 
dating back to the start of his career in 2006, Johnny Sins has <laughs> how many acting credits on IMDb? And to be clear, his adult films are logged on IMDb, so this is not a trick question. Who's Johnny Sins, Harvitz? I think he's a doctor. <laughs> lawyer. I think you he's know? a lawyer, too. Yeah, he's lawyer, doctor, professional. He's Dude. like Frank Abagnale Casting. from Catch Me If You Can. Really similar. <laughs> Did you see at Penn State graduation, uh, the medical school, they had like, oh, like my son's a doctor. And someone put up like Johnny Sins in a, like the white coat. His like, parents must be so proud. Yeah. Yeah. What a jack of all trades. All right. Wait, so how many acting credits does he have? That's the question. Yeah. Yes. Man. I mean, can you act in two movies a day? Three? The, the way Johnny turns it oh, around? Maybe. Good... Uh... <laughs> Prop? Uh, I don't know because sometimes like a 30 second commercial takes two days three days to film how long do you think it takes to film one of those like one day or like half a day or is I it like a week I can't imagine I, I don't know anything about that industry I, I've seen the movie Boogie Nights but I think you could get in three four movies a day the, the way modern medicine uh, is working <laughs> alright how God, what is he how old is this guy like 40 50 years old I don't even know okay alright I got I got a guess I suppose Sam Jackson I think has been in the most uh, non-adult films. And I think he's at like, I mean, he's at hundreds and hundreds of credits. So how many adult films has Sam Jackson been in? As you're applying. Not enough. Not Unless Tarantino does one, I don't think Sam Jackson's going to be in one. Um, all right, whatever. I'm ready, I guess. I got a number. All right. Three, two, one. 725. Wow. Okay. The answer is 556. Oh, we're close. Wow. No, you win, though. I think I got you. <laughs> wow. 556. More well, you're the film guy. You're more familiar with his work. That is incorrect. I publicly disavow that statement. I'll take it because I get the best waiver wire running back of the year and maybe in the past five years. So Devon Achan, welcome to the squad. Who are you taking? There's two different guys next. So if you need someone for this week... Like, if you need a plug-and-play guy, there's Matt Breida. So Saquon Barkley kind of acknowledged he does, in fact, have a high ankle sprain. What a roller coaster that one was. So Adam Schefter is saying that Barkley could miss, like, two more weeks. So maybe I thought the 11 days would be enough, but that's also when we thought he had a regular ankle sprain. I don't know what's going on. You can play Matt Breida if you want on Monday Night Football. The Seahawks are playing the Giants. You can do that dance. Obviously, it's weird, like, if Saquon decides he's not going to play. But... The other guy I would actually say is also in this category is Zach Charbonnet for the Seahawks. He's probably less of like an immediate option and more of like a longer term throughout the season. But um, Zach Charbonnet was the second rounder out of UCLA. Did you see the run he had this week where he just sent a cornerback flying like a cartoon? Yeah, and I think that was like after he even stepped out of bounds, which I always appreciate when the guys just keep going. You need the attitude. And also, I like when C I like when not. So you know how like everyone's comparing Micah Parsons to Lawrence Taylor. I like when people do that, but they're actually fans of the team and it means something. It's an honor. And I heard a couple of Seahawks fans whispering that they're like, wow, he's like the most Marshawn Lynch guy we've had since Marshawn left. And I'm like, I like that when it comes from the fans, but it's true. Uh, yeah, I feel like there, I mean, there haven't exactly been that many running backs since Marshawn Lynch. It's not like Marshawn Lynch was 25 years ago. So it's like <laughs> a little soon to say that. Also, I feel like Chris Carson fine. was probably more Marshawn Lynchy than Zach Charbonnet, but okay. All right, fine. Trying to sell here. No, I will say, so the so Charbonnet played a quarter of the snaps basically the first two weeks of the season, and then this week he played almost half, and Ken Walker went down a little bit. We'll see if anything comes of it, but I think this offense can support two guys, and then if anything happens to Ken Walker, but I think Charbonnet's like a flex with benefits. Again, he's a second-round pick, and we talked about Ken Walker, Michigan State, seems like 
the rough and tumble guy and Zach Charbonnet from UCLA sounds like, you know, the more like home run hitter, but Charbonnet is like the hard hitting guy. I don't know. I like Charbonnet a lot. I think that he's, if DK were here, I feel like DK would be beaming over Charbonnet, but I think that's the more long-term one. And then breed is more of like, if you need someone in a pinch and then there's also a bunch of other guys, but yeah, I like that Charbonnet, like you said, as the kids are saying, flex with benefits, you could probably start him now. And then if anything happened to Ken Walker, he uh, immediately becomes a really important player. Other guys, Justice Hill is still below 40% on Yahoo. He was hurt last week with a toe injury, but Gus Edwards got a concussion or a possible concussion and, you know, they have the Ravens have Melvin Gordon, they have Kenyon Drake. Um, and when Hill was healthy in week two, yeah, Hill was playing basically even split with Gus Edwards, and he was actually getting more of the early down work. He's a better passing, he's a better uh, receiving guy. So they're playing the Browns this week. That's kind of the problem. And as we discussed last night, the Browns are like a buzzsaw right now and maybe the hardest defense to play in the league. But I think as a short term and long term play, Justice Hill's uh, uh, probably a great, a great pick. Yeah, I think. Justice Hill is someone that even if he's rostered right now, someone might see him play against the Browns or not play another week and then just cut him. And it's, I, I would be interested in what happens with Justice Hill beyond this week. But yeah, the Browns are brutal. The other one's also Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers. While we're talking about flex with benefits, he had 14 touches yeah. last week. Again, it's not awesome, but if anything happens to McCaffrey, the other one that I like also Roshan Johnson for the bears. Yeah. Roshan's nice too. I mean, he just like, he's like slowly eating into, he's like Pac-Man. He's just like, he took out Deontay Foreman and now Khalil Herbert's up next for him. And it was like, Oh, at first he was playing a fourth, the snaps. Now it's getting to be a third of the snaps. And and before you know it, it's going to be like an even split. Um, yeah. They seem to like him and the bears are tanking. So why not just play a rookie? Yeah. It's a little yucky to just mention anything in Chicago. But Roshan's fun to watch. I might be the only fun player they have to watch on the entire team. Yeah, and then also, if you want to dig a little deeper, Tajay uh, Spears on the Titans. Just playing more and more snaps. The Titans offense is terrible, and he's out-snapping Derrick Henry almost every single game now. So he's almost, he's kind of in that flex with benefits area if the Titans could put together a decent performance. But if anything were to happen to Henry... Um, Spears, who's really talented, would probably be uh, a solid starting option for you. Tajay Spears would definitely be like a really exciting player if anything happened to Derek Henry. Also, we're recording this Monday afternoon. I don't know what happens on Monday night, but the Bucks are playing the Eagles. Sean Tucker is like the backup for Rashad White now. He's good. He should have gone higher in the draft, had a heart condition, so he went undrafted. But Sean Tucker, the, Chase Edmonds is on injured reserve, so he's like got that backfield of Rashad White. Not fun, not sexy, but just if you're kind of deep in the, all these people are talking about a roster, Sean Tucker's there. And then Kendra Miller for the saints. It's weird. Kamara's back. Derek Carr's hurt. But again, most people, I don't know how many people have still even actually heard of Kendra Miller. I'm curious, but he had a fine debut, but we'll see, but he's better than Tony Jones. Did you watch the Niners game last week? Of course you did. It was the giants where the giants, where they obliterated us. Yeah. I, I, I may have paid attention. Doesn't it feel like, they should just sit Christian McCaffrey until like week 14. A, a team has never really experimented with that, but he's almost too valuable to even play. They're, like, I, I think they could win. Maybe it's like if, if, they have, if they're favored by more than seven points, they should just not play Christian McCaffrey. He's too valuable. They're giving him so many touches and beating him into the ground and he's so good. But I'm terrified that he's going to, you know, blow up his knee and ruin their playoff chances. I almost think you should just play him. Every, like almost take the Kawhi Leonard route with Christian McCaffrey. Why doesn't anybody do that? I, I will say watching that game, they had the shots because he had the ball so much. They kept zooming in on his face after the plays. He looked super stressed. A lot of times <laughs> players get up and they're like chill. or They're like excited. They made a big play. And Christian McCaffrey looked intense, but in a, 
I don't know. He almost looked like he had, he was like a little too high and realized that everyone was paying attention to him. And I was like, oh, like maybe he is playing too much. He's just one of those guys who tries too hard. And you're like, like something bad is going to happen to you. I, I'm not trying to put that into the universe, but like Sh Shanahan can't yeah, keep giving him 25 now. touches a game. They did, Well, whatever. Shanahan can't keep doing this. They're, they're up. They, they win every game by 25 points. I, last year, we talked about how Mitchell and McCaffrey split carries every single week. They need to get back <laughs> to that. They did a little bit this week, but like they need to be going 50-50. I truly believe that. It's kind of like how the when the Broncos were literally down 50 points and Sean Payton kept Russell Wilson. And I'm like, do you want him to get hurt? Yeah. Is that actually what you prefer? I'll never understand play coaches not benching their players. All right. Wide receiver. Craig, give us top receiver entering week four. Uh, Josh Palmer on the chargers. A huge bummer. It came out that Mike Williams, my beloved wide receiver uh, for LA Torres ACL this week and is out for the year. So it pains me to say Josh Palmer is my favorite waiver wire ad of the week, but he is. Um, Josh Palmer's actually put together a solid year last year and, and is now slotting in as the number two guy. So sad news. I will take Josh Palmer too, but we can get to, I think it's really, really, really close with another person, but I will also take Josh Palmer. I agree. I think there's, an, I know who number two guys. Do you want to do a Viking funeral for Mike Williams? It sucks. I, I mean, do you yeah. want to say a few words here? At um, I mean, look, the guy kind of put me on the map, you know, as a fantasy analyst, 2021. Love him to death. Underrated. Late bloomer, much like myself. And um, it's sad. He's 29 years old. So I, I hope he can make it back. When he's on the field, he's an absolute menace. And I'll never forget those first eight weeks of 2021. Best, best three-month stretch of my life. You know, a wise man once told me that there are no 30s. There are just you're in your 20s and, until you're 40 one day. So maybe Mike Williams. You're saying Mike Williams you know, is in his 40s now? No, well, um, well, you—that's where your brain went. <laughs> it kind of did. I feel like if you tear Would your you ACL tear? and you're 30 in the NFL, you're now in your 40s. He's 29. So, do you, are you just 40 now when you tear an ACL? 29? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think the the NFL equivalent of having a child uh, is tearing a ligament in your knee, and now you go from your 20s to your 40s. Look, you can yeah. still make your way back. It can still work, but it's going to be you just uh, have uphill to battle now. You just got, yeah, like crazy plyometrics. All right. Showdown time, Josh Palmer, baby. All right. All right. It is the Josh Palmer showdown time. I wish I missed DK here doing like the, whenever we do this with DK, his arms are always up. He's like, yeah. he's like a 13 year old girl at a Taylor Swift concert. It's great. From Sam. Oh, Sam. Sammy boy. What's up, Sam? You're the, you're the third host today with me and Danny. Uh, so Sam says, we were talking about how men are simple and dumb in the Friday show. And it reminded me uh, from this Washington Post article, quote, in the early 1990s, the cleaning manager at an airport in Amsterdam was trying to reduce, quote, spillage around urinals. And he settled on etching a small photorealistic image of flies in the urinal near the drain to give men something to aim at. And Sam's question is, as a percentage, how much did the simple act of giving men a target in the urinals, what percentage... Uh, did the spillage reduce at the airport in the urinals? What an incredible factoid and question. Also genius move by that guy. Did he move up? I hope that guy like ran the airline. What a stud. He's <laughs> a CEO now. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so what percentage did he reduce? Did this move reduce spillage? I like that there's like an actual answer to this. Um, yeah. Man, okay. I I have I have strong thoughts knowing knowing my my gender and how we operate. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, okay. one. 
Half. 85%. 85%. Uh, that's high. The answer is the answer is 80%. Dude, we love a we love a challenge. We love a competition. Why are we so bad? Unless, and then you have something to aim at, and then suddenly you're just like, all right, cool. I mean, sniper. It's like, you basically just return into American sniper all of a sudden. Or like the guy dude, I love in saving private Ryan. I mean, there's like I love like throwing crumpled up tissues into the trash can. Like any any part of my normal mundane life that I can somehow compare to real life sports, I will take part in it and I will enjoy it. I love that Pete Carroll's management philosophy is just make everything a competition. Just like yeah. I, that's probably all the Seahawks are doing for 10 years. It's just like they're all just trying to like keep all their piss in the urinal. Maybe that was maybe this guy in Amsterdam was Pete's uh, grand grandfather, great, great grandfather. He, he was just the always compete guy of the early 1900s in Amsterdam. This was the ni- 1990s. This wasn't like some century ago. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I actually thought I thought you said early 1900s. <laughs> the 90s. I was like the 1940s or something. I, did um, they even have urinals? I think it was just troughs. No, so they didn't have airports then. In the 40s? I, did they not? I, I think they were purely for like military context. I don't know. When did the commercial airlines start? Dude, I don't know. I've been meaning to ask someone about that. Yeah, it's a shame we can't just look it up. Commercial flying started in 1914. <laughs> that's not. That's not true. The world's first regularly scheduled heavier-than-air airline took off from the Municipal Pier in St. Petersburg on New Year's Day, 1914. Okay, but, like, not in the way we think of it. Like, it's not you know, like it's, in 1914 no. people are just going to airports. I just watched Peaky Blinders. They were still riding horses. It says that, yeah, but they they could fly from... Oh, no, I guess not they really could airports? Couldn't. Yeah. It says 1941 to 1958 is when they became popular. So I said 1940s, but you're right. It, I, I was, you know, technically <laughs> wrong. It's a real window uh, to your mind there. Anyway, who? I, after all that, you win? That's crazy. Hell so yeah, I'm killing really it today. Right. Fine, you get Josh Palmer. I want Tank Dell from the Texans. Tank Dell's incredible. DK, this is just, I feel bad that DK's not here because these are just DK's favorite players over and over again. Tank Dell, I actually think Tank Dell, if you wanted him, you could take him over Josh Palmer. Tank Dell had like 140 yards and a touchdown this week. Tank Dell's been fantastic. I, I mean, he's 5'8 and probably, I don't know, Weighs 180 pounds soaking wet. But Tank Dell right now is basically the leading receiver on the Texans with Nico Collins. They have completely different roles in the offense, but Tank Dell looks fantastic. Uh, Yeah, it's funny what DK said last night about how this is kind of like the boom of the undersized player and that we basically ignore all of these guys' college production just because of their size. We just write them off because of their size. And Tank Dell led... All of college football in receiving yards and touchdowns last year at, at the University of Houston. He just was number one in both categories. Nobody cared because he was 5'8". You ever think we overthink this stuff? Does it make you wonder if like Tavon Austin was on the Dolphins right now, if he would just be like one of the best 10 receivers in the league, but he came uh, yeah, 100%. I've been thinking this a lot. I think that because for so long, the NFL was kind of hoity-toity about like using schemes from college and stuff and, you know, the option and all the stuff and that there are so many players that now we, like, obviously they're, like Jalen Hurts is a good example of, I don't think Jalen Hurts would have had really an NFL career 15 years ago. Certainly wouldn't have been like winning an MVP probably 15 weeks into the season and making a Super Bowl. And now we're like, oh, Jalen Hurts, of course he's an NFL quarterback. I, Tavon Austin's like a perfect example of a guy that just, they're just between eras and, and there's so many players like that. Email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you have a player that you think was ahead of their time that would succeed in the NFL now, but didn't before.
I like Dell. That's a good call. A couple other guys. I mean, we have to talk about Quentin Johnston, also on the Chargers. He's the first rounder out of TCU. Shouts out, Kai. Um, he's been playing well behind Josh Palmer and and is, is probably now going to be the number three guy. Uh, if you have a deep league, if you have an, uh, like an open roster spot, like definitely like a like a stash guy. He's not going to make an impact this week or next week or probably anytime soon. But as most w- rookie wide receivers do, they're definitely back half of the year guys. Um, so that one's not bad. Another guy, Romeo Dubs, man, just like producing every week and nobody cares because he was not a high draft pick and nobody really thought he was good. And yet week after week, he produces. He's got three touchdowns this season. He's tied for third in the league in red zone targets. I know Christian Watson, uh, their other wide receiver, has been out with a hamstring injury. But like Dubs just is one of those guys where five years from now, he's going to be a Brandon Cooks where every team he goes to, he's productive and nobody really gives him his flowers. I think that's really good. The only It's weird that Christian Watson's coming back that's the only hiccup to it is I don't know what's going to happen between like Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed have both been pretty solid. And when Christian Watson comes back, I think it'll be a little more whack-a-mole, but they're both clearly like good NFL players. The Packers overall are this weird offense because not weird, like in a good way, all these guys are on rookie contracts together. We're going to see this Packers team for like four years of Jordan Love, Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, um, Romeo Dobbs and Luke Musgrave. It's kind of like a pre-salary cap, pre-free agency era team where you're going to get them all for like four or five years together. We're like that never happens where they're all stacked. They're all, they're all like 22 or 23. It's crazy. Uh, I will say two guys. I like even better Rashid Shahid for the saints. Rashid Shahid is incredible. Like he didn't do anything last week, but he did return a punt for a touchdown. And on that note, just similar person, Marvin Mims to the Broncos who also didn't do anything as a receiver, but returned to kickoff for a touchdown. These are both guys that are, are clearly so good that I think they're going to start playing more. Shahid in particular, can I give you a crazy stat? Uh, if you look at since December last year, if you just look players with 100 routes, top 10 players in yards per route run, which is like the best receivers that we have. Tyree Kill, Khalif Raymond, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Keenan Allen, and Rashid Shahid. He's just one of those guys where like like good things happen to him. Every time he's on the field, he's always making plays. He's just like a, a classic every time. He's like a red zone guy. Oh, and Rashid Shahid again, 60 yards down the field. He's like, he's like, uh, Marvin Mims, who you mentioned, who I saw some stat from Scott Barrett that Marvin Mims on the Broncos has f- is responsible for five of the seven longest gains of the season for Denver. <laughs> and he's only played 43 snaps this entire year. And he's responsible for five of the seven longest plays. He's almost averaging a fantasy point per snap. He almost has more fantasy points than snaps. That's the thing. Like Tank Dell had played more snaps in week two than Marvin Mims has all season. So it's like weird to recommend Marvin Mims because he barely plays. But again, this is Marvin Mims is super similar to the what are we overthinking thing where Marvin Mims ended up being what a late second rounder. Um, yeah. And they had a trade up to get him. Marvin Mims in high school set the record for Texas, but I think the entire country, it's hard to like prove it. But I'm pretty sure that Marvin Mims has the single season record ever for receiving yards in a season. By any high school player ever in America, most receiving yard, uh, touchdowns in a season ever. And then also his career marks for those in the high school football in the state of Texas. Like he has all those records. Then he went to college and he transferred around. So he didn't get his footing, but he has the most yards per target in college football ever tracked by pro football focus. And then he gets to the NFL and now it's three games in. And it, again, more fantasy points than snaps. I can hear DK now just screaming into the void. Player, good players. Hey, Sean, play your players. Play your best players. God, my guy. I want to throw out one more. Can I throw out one more? Please. Rashi Rice, the rookie on the Kansas City Chiefs. Five catches, 60 yards this week, almost had a touchdown. 
uh, but was down at like the one inch line and then Clyde Edwards Hilaire got uh, punched it in. But he's not playing a ton. Like Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Sky Moore have doubled him in snaps. And yet Rashi Rice still has the most targets on the team at wide receiver, which is pretty impressive. He's played this, he, he played the third most snaps this week. Um, but Tony's been banged up. Richie James, their wide receiver, just went on IR. And Rashi Rice is just like consistently kind of delivering every time Mahomes throws him the ball. And if you earn that trust, that's kind of the most important thing. Um, so maybe again, he's also like more of a stash, but he's put together three pretty strong games as a rookie, considering he's not on the field that much. I totally agree. He was tackled at the one yard line, like back to back drives. Like that's a guy that's going to end up in the end zone at some point in the next week or two. And you're going to be like, oh yeah, right. I probably should have seen that coming. I agree on that one. Other ones I want to throw out Zay Jones for the Jaguars. He's hurt. He missed this week. I know people are down Trevor Lawrence. I don't care. Zay Jones is good when he comes back. They're in London. I don't know what's up with that, but when Zay Jones comes back, he's solid. And then also the Lions, Josh Reynolds, he's banged up with a groin injury. He like had bagels this week, just zero zeros. Um, but if he's healthy, he's still solid. The other one I'll say, put on your radar, Jamison Williams to the Lions. Six game suspension. We're now halfway through that. At some point, you can give him an ad and then you just get through the week and then it's like two weeks out. And that's a guy that is one of those you can add. And even if you don't ever, ever end up playing him, you could probably trade him in two weeks or something. So keep him on your radar. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. My favorite bets this week, I'm liking the dogs this week. The dogs have been good to me all season long. We've said this before. You zig when everybody else zags. Chicago, probably the worst team in the league right now. Home dogs against the Denver Broncos. The Broncos just gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Chicago plus three and a half is a spread right now. That's what I like. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, many more. So visit FanDuel.com slash ringer fantasy. That's us. And kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus in present and select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Tight end, Craig? Number one tight end entering week four? Yeah. Um, kind of in the bleak midwinter here as we are every week at the tight end position. I guess I'm going to go with Luke Musgrave on the Packers. Yeah, I did the same. You know, he's, he's been relatively consistent. He's the 13th best tight end right now. 
and he's just on the field all the time. Again, the concern with Christian Watson coming back, will he be able to keep this up? But at, at the very least, what's, what you want with tight ends, especially with a rookie, is like you just want them to be on the field. And he is. like He's tied for ninth at the position in routes. Like He's always in the field. He's always running routes. And if this team gets better and continues to build chemistry, Musgrave uh, will probably just stick around and hover around being like a low-end tight end one this year. So my our basic guidelines for this are like under 40% rostered-ish on ESPN or Yahoo. My pet theory that I can't really prove, but I think is true that more tight ends are rostered than ever because Kelsey and Mark Andrews uh, and George Kittle and like all these the good people who might not have a backup tight end were all hurt immediately. So the people who had bad tight ends have two and then the people who had good tight ends also have two. Because let me tell you, I was looking at another tight end after Luke Musgrave. I don't know if I've ever had more trouble finding a second candidate after Luke Musgrave that I would actually throw in a lineup than I did this week. Musgrave is solid. Musgrave is worth getting. He should have had like a 40-yard touchdown this week, but Jordan Love overthrew him. He's just running down the middle. He cleaves a receiver playing tight end. Like he doesn't have a score this week, so he doesn't like have any gaudy fantasy numbers, but they're coming. Like the touchdowns are coming. Luke Musgrave already as a rookie is, he's playing 83% of the Packers snaps, which is like basically tied with TJ Hawkinson as a top five number. Like he is going to play, he's playing, he's getting the ball. The touchdowns are going to come. And if I don't get him right now, I'm going to leap off a bridge because I, the other people here are horrific. All right. That means it is the Luke Musgrave showdown time. Okay. This is from Tyler. Tyler. Welcome. How many gallons of water can you fit in a 10 gallon hat? Fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> How many gallons you of know, water can you fit in a 10-gallon hat? This reminds me, didn't someone send us once how many horses, how many horsepower does one horse have? Oh, this, and what was the answer? Like was it like, what was it's the like answer? 14. <laughs> it's like one horse is like 13 horsepower. Like, why do you call it that? This is the opposite, though. There's no way 10 gallons fit in a hat. Also, if the answer is 10, should we retire and just pick up the show when DK comes back? I was seriously considering giving 10 as my answer and because maybe Tyler's just a little shithead and wanted to mess with us, in which case I respect it. <laughs> it's not 10, right? There's no way. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, if you, if, yeah, if you've ever held a gallon of milk, like obviously there's not 10 of those, but yeah, I'm sure. Also, I have no idea. This is obviously a turn of phrase. And I don't know where this came from. Part of me wants to say 10. All right. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Two. One. My price is right at you. The answer is 0.75 gallons. Get out of here, dude. Come wow, on. That's false advertising. That's not even a big hat. That's not even like deserving of a, of a name. Why, why is it called that? Point Ten se- three fourths of a gallon. Is a hat. Come yeah, on. That's, it, I mean, I, that's like a little bigger than a normal, you know, oh, hat. Oh, I think, I think it was a word in Spanish that then got like Americanized to gallon and then they called it 10 gallon because it could fit 10 hat bands. I'm on a website called the Hatterist, which is, I never, <laughs> wow, okay. Wow. Somebody ran that and started that website. Yeah, hat guy. Can you imagine if he listens to the show? This is like his Super Bowl. Imagine they were like, what'd you do today, John? He's like, well, I've been, I, I, I just launched the Hatterist. We're trying to get some, some uh, ads, trying to get the name out there. So if you guys know anybody, the Hatterist, can't imagine it's doing super hot. But anyway, keep going. 
I mean, dude, I mean, we're going to spike their traffic right now. We're going to make their month. Why, uh, why is it called the 10 gallon hat? Gallon in Spanish, the term gallon refers to a braid. The hat's brim is braids that surround it. Most hats had 10 braids or 10 gallons. And then it was Amer- anglicized. So it's like 10 gallons, but it's not a gallon. So it could hold 10 gallons? Yes. Wow. Well, also, what's a hat band? <laughs> I was hoping you knew. I don't know what a hat band is. What is a hat band? Uh, okay. So does that mean all these photos online when you Google 10 gallon hat, and it's like these tall cylindrical hats? Like, are those just all made up and those were created after the name? came to be probably okay well that's good to know that's such a good trivia question uh that, that'll be one of those facts that i'll hold on to for forever because there's definitely like a, a bar trivia night where they ask this is like the eighth question and everyone is going to yeah. say 10 and overthink it the best trivia question i still think we've ever gotten was how much does a cloud weigh and it's like a million pounds right uh yeah you you, you and dk said like four or seven it was like a million <laughs> You're like four pounds. Cloud is a kilometer long. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com for trivia. Okay, so I get Luke Musgrave and you get to pick the bones. Um, Yeah, I I, I guess I'm going to take Gerald Everett, the tight end for the Chargers, just because Mike Williams... Not Donald Parham? Do you deliberately want the second best tight end in the Chargers or... No, I'm not doing Donald Parham. He needs to be stopped. I can't support him. I don't I don't advocate for anything he's up to. The man has six catches and three touchdowns. And I don't I don't love that. And I don't support it. So I'm gonna go with Gerald Everett, who had six catches last week. Um look, he's now probably the number two pass catcher in this offense if it's not Josh Palmer. So I don't know. This is boring. I'm bargain barrel shopping here. I could take Jake Ferguson on the Cowboys, who's been fine. Um, but he's still kind of sp- essentially splitting time with their other tight end. So I, at least Everett's on the field a lot. I'm going to go with Everett. I like those. I like I would that in that order to me. Musgrave, Everett, Jake Ferguson. The other one I would say, if you're desperate, if you actually are listening to this and these guys are all taken and you actually don't know what to do. I mean, the conventional advice I can give you is Chig Conquo for the Titans, who hasn't done anything, but at least the Titans played the Browns as a wasteland game, but like Chig could do, do something. However, if you're feeling frisky, Derek Carr, Saints quarterback got hurt. You know, Jameis Winston's the backup, but baby, Taysom Hill, you know that Taysom Hill is going to get packages with Derek Carr out. You know it. He was getting him with Derek Carr there. Taysom Hill is going to get, like, he's going to get like seven touches. He will probably get more touches than whatever tight end you're going to add. Except the difference is they actually draw the plays up for him and might want him to do it in the goal line. It's crazy that the Saints design more runs per week for Taysom Hill than the Bears do for Justin Fields. Well, they're paying him more money. That. So <laughs> that's guess that's true. You know? oh my God. Uh, quarterbacks, if you need quarterbacks, if Jordan Love is still out there at quarterback, I mean, go get Jordan Love. I mean, he's a top five fantasy quarterback, which is crazy to say he's ahead of Patrick Mahomes in fantasy. So why don't you just add him, see what happens if he's out there. If not, CJ Stroud. Yeah. I don't know if you would like play him anytime soon, but CJ Stroud's legit. Like CJ Stroud, we talked about this on Sunday, but third most passing yards for a rookie through three games. Uh, behind Cam Newton and Justin Herbert hasn't thrown a pick yet, which is insane. So Stroud is legit and you can totally add him. Um, he might be more than a competent backup. Also, if you're in a two quarterback league, I feel like the one guy that every two quarterback league was like, no, nope, no one's going to add him is Josh Dobbs. You got to add Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs has actually been good for two weeks. So if you're in a two quarterback league, add him. Yeah. Why not at this point? I mean, 
uh, you would play him against the Niners? Straight from Dallas to the Niners back to back? If you're in a two-quarterback league, he should be on your bench. Like, I don't know if you'd play him. It depends on your team. But, like, if they're going to read option him and run him straight up as a runner, then yeah. I don't know. I'd probably rather have Pickett. Is that bad this week against Houston? Pickett looked all right. That's fine for start set. I just think in two quarterback leagues, every quarterback is mostly rostered. But then there was like one that everyone's like, like Zach Wilson. Everyone's like, nope, no one wants to do it. And it was Josh yeah. Dobbs. And now it's like, you have to add Josh Dobbs if he's there. Defense, the Cleveland Browns defense, if they're available, go get them. They're clearly like, they're the defense of the year. They're, they're absolutely outstanding. So if they're anywhere, go get Cleveland. The Chiefs, if you grab the Kansas City Chiefs last week, because we recommended them, they did great. Keep them because now they play the Jets and Zach Wilson and Sunday to football. So keep the Chiefs if you listen last week. If you need a D still, as I just mentioned, Jameis Winston, quarterback for the Saints, playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's like poetry. I feel like the Bucs defense playing Jameis is like an eclipse. It's also nice because the Bucs are playing tonight against the Eagles. And if they get shellacked, Odds are nobody's going to be thinking about them. And I mean, there's right now yeah. on Yahoo, they're 28% rostered. So this is like a perfect zag is to slip in and grab the Bucks when nobody's thinking about them. Yeah, and they're going to get shellacked on Monday and they're probably going to drop. But the Bucks versus James Winston, he could throw for 500 yards. He could throw for five picks. He could do both in the same game. We don't know. Uh, if you're a little more down bad, the Bengals playing the Titans. Again, the Bengals also play tonight. So I don't know the Bengals do, but the Bengals defense is good. I know they're playing the Rams. Maybe this sounds dumb because they just got beaten by the Rams and this is aged poorly, but the Bengals defense, the Bengals defensive coordinator is solid. The Titans offense is awful. It's horrific. They can't block. They can't run. They can't do anything. And so the Bengals versus the Titans, you could do a lot worse. And then the real, the real galaxy brain one. This is the real interesting one. This is one of those that I don't even know if I'm going to recommend. Wait, can I guess? Can I guess? Please. Are you going to say Denver? Yes. Okay. Okay. I want to clarify. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I'm recommending the team that just gave up the most yards in NFL history. I'm more saying they're playing the bears. And if one week from now, the Broncos defense had like 22 points because they sacked field seven times and got two like pick sixes. Would you be surprised at all? No. And this also supports everything that just happened yesterday on Sunday with the Cardinals beating the Cowboys. When everyone is zigging, you zag. And and starting Denver's defense after giving up 70 points is the perfect zag. Tuna on rye. The cup of tea. With the cup of tea. Hello, ma'am. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. Hi. There you go. Broncos, baby. Let's okay. ride. <laughs> Broncos. <laughs> <sighs> All right, you want to do some emails? Yeah. We talked about maps last week. This is from Johnny. Maybe it's Johnny Sins. Johnny, maybe. I hope so. Um, who is it? Wait, there's somebody else who has it. Doesn't, um, what is her name? Who's the woman who, who made the Sarah Palin one? She's like incredibly famous. She's like the female Johnny Sins. What is her name? This is a Doesn't work computer. Does she have a fantasy Should football I show? I can't, I don't, it's a work computer. Can I Google Sarah Palin porn on my work computer? I don't think I should. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I don't. God. I don't know if I want to do that. Oh, Lisa Ann. Doesn't she? No, it's not Lisa Ann who has a fan. Oh, Somebody she does has a fantasy, fantasy football show now. Yeah, she does. Fantasy does she? It's her. Is that now. right? Yeah. yeah so does. maybe it is Johnny. Should we get her on the show to replace DK? Not a bad idea. Get clicks. Definitely do it on video. They're about the same age. Yeah. <laughs> Been in the same number of films, probably. 
Whew. All right. Johnny says, um, <laughs> Johnny, such a pivot. The actual email is such a pivot. <laughs> Talking about maps and on Northern California is huge. No one talks about it. Johnny says, my favorite mind bedding geography stat is that Reno, Nevada is actually further west than Los Angeles, California. Yes. Because Nevada, the That's west crazy. side of Nevada cuts in. That's insane. There's another crazy one that um, I believe it's, I mean, this doesn't have to really do with California, but it, just like the West Coast in general, LA is closer to Canada than Mexico City. That can't possibly be true. I believe that is correct. You know, the entire trivia bit started because we were arguing about like Austin, Texas with Nick Foles. So this entire thing began. Is that right? Yeah. Do you remember we were doing a trip? We were like, where's Nick Foles from by mileage? And we were arguing about who is closer. And then someone said like Denver and St. Louis, St. Louis. And then some, oh, uh, the right. answer was Austin. But it was yes. literally the same thing. Like we couldn't have picked a better cities. So we had to figure out what hospital he was at because the, the hospital in Austin would have decided and then we were like, oh, wow. It was like an equilateral triangle, the three locations that we chose. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mexico City's really far down in Mexico. Super far. Like, like. Oh, my God. You're right. LA. It's true. Holy cow. Deceptively far away. Mexico City. It's a long flight. Wow. But you just assume. That's I think people think one. of it like Cabo and you're like, oh, a couple hours. It's like a six hour flight. That, that's a good one. LA being close to it. That's, that's pretty wild. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to zag here. This one's from Matt. Matt. It's about hot mic poops. Um, we've been talking about, you know, people, <laughs> professors getting caught pooping while they're on mic for their class. Uh, Matt says, I teach virtual classes. And even though I was double muted, I was muted in WebEx and on my phone. I just removed my headphones before walking into the bathroom because you'll have me so terrified. So thank you, I think. Also, this confirmed he emailed us this while he was pooping, right? I guess so. I, I think is listening to podcasts while use, using the restroom going number two. Is that the new reading on the John? I think it is. I think so. We're making people. I've done learning. it many times. Do you listen to podcasts out loud around the house when you're alone? Because I, yeah, do. I don't want to have like earbuds in while I'm alone. I feel like I can just play yeah. it. Like, you know, I'm not, I will say though, there's an epidemic of people just playing stuff out loud in public, like planes, sidewalks, like you're in a cafe. People just listen to stuff out loud. I'm like, you need, I, that's ridiculous. Th there is a cold place in hell for the people on hikes who bring portable speakers and like blast Bruno Mars as they're as they're making their way up the Culver City stairs. That's not okay. We can't be doing that. You cannot play music publicly while you're on a hike. That is people's personal time to exercise. Bring headphones. In any scenario in public, bring headphones. Is your issue the the music or is your issue that Bruno Mars is too mainstream for your cool LA hike? That's not true. First of all, I I'm very mainstream. What if it was like Krangbin? Krangbin? I honestly, yeah, you know that. why that would be better? Because it's very soothing, soft music. But mm -hmm. no, look, I have no problem with top 40. I love Taylor Swift. I like whoever, you know what I mean? Olivia Rodrigo, sure. But stop playing music out loud publicly. Nobody wants that. Yeah. What, what is the difference between having headphones and it's the same experience. You're still listening to your own song. Emails are on your fantasyfootballgmail.com if you have stories about people playing stuff out loud. Um, <laughs> this one is from, I forget. I'm sorry, Mark. I, I'm sorry. I don't remember. Blew it. Maybe Mark. But this is not a question or comment or even a suggestion. I just have to say after hearing Craig's idea about a bulk and burn podcast, I'm 1000% <laughs> in. Uh, he goes, I myself, 29 year old former high school athlete. Same. Oh, wait, is this Mike Williams? This is me. This is Mike Williams I'm a 29 right year old former high school athlete. I, he says, I'll be severely disappointed this podcast does not become a thing. So I wanted to do two things here. One, 
I wanted to ask you if we should just bring Bobby on the show and talk about Bulk and Burn. But however, I also want to say for the people who've made it this far into the show, DK's out for a few episodes here. We have quite the opportunity. So I, I thought, one, email us at ringerfantasyfootball.gmail.com. What do you want us to talk about while DK's gone? And one, I thought we could do a poll, like more football, more emails, or do we just do the, do we just pilot the bulk pod for the next few days? Do we just, <laughs> do we just get a little pilot of the bulk pod? We, we do it. like, we just, we just punt on like the Friday preview show or power hour and we just do the bulk and burn me and Bobby. Well, I don't know. Wanted to run it by Did we get in trouble for that? What are, would the higher ups be upset? I don't know. Uh, if it was really bad and did poorly, probably. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like the kick return touchdown. If you fumble it, it's okay as long as you return it for a touchdown. I'm. I think we should definitely have Bobby on to close, like a sh- one of the shows this week, and we can we can soft pitch the idea and like test it out. Just 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Just get Rosillo on too. Just get Rosillo on. Just like like tweaks. Look, there's a lot of branding that I could go down that I won't right now, but there, there's a lot of opportunities. And this guy, whoever emailed this, I'm so bummed I don't have your name. It seems like I like wrote this as my burner, but I swear I didn't. So this guy and I are are really on the same wavelength. Vulcan burn. Feet it's Zach with Zach with just a C, no H or K. Nice. Like Zach Taylor. Yeah. Look, I'm, I want to make it happen. I, I too am a 29-year-old trying to be in good shape, eat right. Live a happy life, as Zach writes here in his email. So, and and look, I'm trying to gain some weight, 10, 15 of muscle. Bobby's trying to lose 10, 15. And it's it's the it's the perfect, it's the perfect pitch. And Rosillo as our shaman. We'll work on it. Emails are your fantasy football at gmail.com. Thoughts at bulk and burn. Maps. Protein bar rankings. Johnny you Sins. A, if you, Johnny if you Sins, got a protein bar macros. you love, let me know. Yeah. Yeah, what protein? What protein bars do you what do you eat? What do you eat? What um, so you I try kombucha. to be really healthy. I do like kombucha. I'm basically trying to cut out. And obviously, look, I don't succeed when I go out on with friends on weekends. Like I'm eating just like everybody else. I Who try does? to avoid. Fr- I try to avoid fried foods. Like I've pretty much just given up French fries. And yeah, it's smart. I um, I try not to eat anything processed. I obviously do sometimes, but I, that's my. I'm just trying to make eat like non processed foods, non fried foods, and low sugar. And that that's pretty much where I'm at. Did you see this study? I mean, honestly, honestly, a lot of studies that come out are kind of like follow up six months later and they're not actually true. But did you see the one about French fries and, heart, and hearts and your heart disease? It's brutal. Oh, is it really bad? Uh, I mean, yeah, deep frying shit in general, all of it's terrible for you, but it tastes really good. So I get it. I think of this every time I eat French fries. It doesn't really stop me, but I think about it. The more documentaries you watch, I've been watching a lot of documentaries is now that I'm working on the Ringer Films team and I've watched so many like, like docs exposing the food industry. And they really put a damper on your diet, I got to say. It becomes hard not to think about it. It's like your parents like nagging you and it's always in the back of your mind. I now feel that way whenever I'm eating romaine lettuce. I think about the the disgusting uh, environment in which romaine lettuce is harvested. And it's hard. Oh, no, no, I, don't I, to, uh, I don't know. What's up with romaine lettuce? I don't even know this. No, I'm, oh, no. A lot of the romaine lettuce like fields are, are... A lot of the romaine lettuce grows right next to slaughterhouses. And so a lot of like the water oh. that is used to irrigate, particularly romaine lettuce, among other lettuces, are getting irrigated with poop water. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so do with that what you will. Yeah, I, uh, I, this is like, I, I, uh, I did a, I went to a bachelor party where we were in Louisville and we got an Airbnb that we didn't realize was like next to 
basically like a slaughterhouse meat processing plant. And <laughs> the smell was just unlike anything. And I'm trying to now imagine if I just like ate a bunch of food that was like grown next to that place. Like, oh, wow. People who live in California will know this experience, but I-5 is like the, the freeway that, that is like the, the most efficient way to get from the Bay Area to LA or vice versa. And oh. it is the, the... And if you go it up, is it's the, just uh, cows. It's just it's industrial just cow farms. Yes. And no matter... You, you can close the windows. You can turn off the AC. You can keep it like air circulation inside the car itself. It'll seep through. And it, it's just an hour of it. You got to deal with it. Oh, it's, it, it's, it's a rite of passage, literally, in California. I feel like you smell when you get out of the car when you go through that. Because, yeah, it's like you just you rush to turn on the AC and you're like, oh, my God, have I been circulating the air getting it from the outside? Yeah. And like you could take the PCH instead, but you'd be adding like two to three hours to your drive. The, the I-5 is just dead straight LA to San Francisco. So you have to do it. I like that DK took one episode off and we're already talking about like driving around Los Angeles, which is probably <laughs> time for us to go now that we're talking about specific traffic routes in Los Angeles. All right. Thank you, Kai. Thank you, Craig. DK. Enjoy wherever you are. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren, I don't. Do we name a band without him? Is it disrespectful? What do we do? Oh my god! Yeah, right. Um, all right. You think I'm going to say fantasyfootball.thereo.com? Our updated waiver ads recorded this Monday. So Monday Night Football. We'll add a couple more players if it's relevant, and our rankings will be there this week. Fantasyfootball.thereo.com. Yeah. Who do you want to name for a band? Um. Thank you, the Doobie Brothers. Okay. Yacht Rock. You Yacht Rock guy? Oh yes. That took me a second. Not going to lie. Michael McDonald? Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, oh, so is that... Okay, so is he in both? I think that's where I forget. I, I just think of him solo, honestly. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the guy Brothers with the white hair it. and the white beard. Yeah. Yes, with the hype, the... He came from somewhere yeah, back yeah, in yeah. long ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I don't, laughs> he's the best. <laughs> uh, what a Fool Believes. Great song. Check it out. <sighs> All right. Goodbye, everyone. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.